0: Welcome to the good life. Welcome to the good life. The wait is over. Welcome to the good life. And after
1: all the talk, all I gotta say is
0: Welcome to the good life. You're
1: welcome. You're all welcome. Like we always do at this time. I go
0: for mine. I get to shine.
2: 35 on a brisk sunday afternoon in ann arbor for me i'm with mr bach and little wayo
1: How you so doing the
2: past the past, few, the past few podcasts have been more sports related so we thought <laughs> we'd do something with camp to uh make it a little fun and wayo actually had this idea of the perfect day at camp so we set it up where we'll talk about our first sport <laughs> period first why we chose it in that order and yeah so let's start with you bach
1: yeah, so my ideal schedule, I'm going with, of course, hockey first period, uh, then I'm going to go with sailing, then strength, and then I'm going to get a skip period, and I'll get to that later. I know that that's a controversial pick, but um, but first, okay, so hockey first period, that is super important for any hockey player to get in their first period before it gets too hot out. Um, that's the fun senior side period. That's the scrimmage period, so that's really Great deal of fun for any hockey player. Um, Josh, and Then, yeah, what's up?
2: We're going to, I think we, I want to do it one by one. So just do hockey and then we'll go to whale, and then we'll do second period and so forth. All right, sounds good. All um, right, continue. So that's hockey. All right, Weo, what do you have as first period?
0: Um, so my first period is tennis. And that is, mm. just, that is just because of, um, I think that tennis is a very neutral activity on camp and it can be fun for anyone regardless of skill level. And um, it's very convenient for senior siders when you get back from breakfast and you're still a little tired. It's easy to head down to the courts and hit some balls with Inno for an easy and relaxing first quick period.
2: Exactly. See, I did tennis too. Now, this is the only issue with having tennis first period. Inno will make you run around the tennis courts like five times if you go first period. That's um, a fact. And if, or third period. So that's the risk in that. But I think you can get out of it if you show up a little late and you time it just right. And I, you also have to, you know, if you're a really good tennis player, it is going to want you on his court. And, you know, I think it's fun if you're, like, a level below that with Kevin or Brian or whoever the third pro is because the tennis counselors that are usually there aren't really fun. I mean, there are some. But for the most part, I think you want to be with a pro but not the top pro. Um. So, overall, I think the clay-based surface at Camp Greylock is probably the best place. Let's hear your second period. Well,
1: I'm not so sure about that for tennis because – if you choose tennis first period, there's a good chance if it rained the night before, it's not going to be dry by the time you have tennis well, this period, is like your right? perfect.
2: This is the perfect
1: gray day. This is the perfect day. Yeah. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, so for my second period, um, I'm going with sailing, right? I'm coming down from hockey. I'm hot. I'm sweaty. I want to cool down in the water a little bit. Um, but, you know, I don't want to be at swim. So I go over to sailing. Mess around with some buddies. That is my ideal second period for sure.
0: All right, huh? Um, my ideal second period is baseball. I like to get my more my uh more athletic periods in in the morning while I still have my energy and while it still hasn't reached the entire heat of the afternoon. And uh, baseball is obviously my favorite sport. And I just think that a second period, a second second period baseball is a very fun group with your friends.
2: See, being my best sport at camp was baseball, but it wasn't my favorite. And there's been a dictatus I don't think that's the right word, but we're going to go with it – rule a regime under Greylock baseball. Uh, we'll, we're not going to give names, but it's been very <laughs> – it hasn't been fun. We'll say that. And – I, not that Jason, I was <laughs> in the first place. Well, I'm giving my personal opinion on the perfect Greylock day, and my Greylock <laughs> perfect graylock day would it be instantaneously ruined if I showed up the baseball. So my second period is court three. Why do I want to go to court three? Well, if we're basing it off the staff of last year, you first got to start with Mike Lang. Mike Lang has become one of the biggest Greylock phenomenons to ever come to Camp Greylock. and he wants to take it seriously. And you know, court three is also you know you're coming off your first period. And you're ready to get, like Weston said, your athletic activities in. And he's going to run you, and it's going to be fun because you usually do court three with your friends. No one does court three because they want to particularly get better, but they just want to have a fun time with your friends. So you're with your friends at this point, And, well, not that you wouldn't be with your friends at court one, but you know what I mean, or wherever you are. So I really do like court three. It's, it's a fun time. Having Mike Lang ad lib the entire period, things like, Monica, go get one. Is just really entertaining, and also if you want to take a break and look at, you know, chill at sailing with the boys, you're with me, totally with, I'll be at with Josh, because Josh will be at sailing. You're totally able to do that. So I think that is a prime second period with my Best Lang. of For both of you, worlds, yeah. Best of both worlds. Um. All right. So now we're going to let's do the rest hour one first. So we're at the rest hour period. What do we? What's the ideal rest hour activity? It can be anything you want. Josh, go ahead.
1: Um. Rest hour. So that'll probably be spent hanging out on the porch of Syracuse, either watching stickball or occasionally getting in there myself. Um, I'm not a great stickball player. I'm not really great at the hitting part or the fielding part for that matter. But um, but, yeah, I'll definitely watch and have a good time and eat somebody's chips. And (laughs) and yeah, that's my rest hour. Well, Josh, are you a big food guy during rest hour? Are you eating a lot? Um, that depends. I don't know if we're, I usually do get a nice meal in at lunch, but if we're coming right out of, you know, visiting day and I've got a ton of snacks to get through, you know, I'm going to take them out onto Syracuse and, you know, (laughs) let the boys have at it. All right, well, let's hear yours.
0: Uh, My ideal rest hour uh, period also includes food, but I am coming straight down from the dining hall and uh, hitting up the canteen and chilling During my rest hour, eating my candy on the office porch, talking to the boys.
2: I like that. That's definitely probably second for me. By the way, I want to talk about this canteen thing. So we have TSA pre-check where you can cut the line. What if we had canteen pre-check where, like, I don't know, you're camper of the week and you can just, you know, you show Bridget canteen pre-check. You get to cut the line. Obviously, we'll do background checks to make sure you're not a bad person. Those background checks will be conducted with your group head. You have to go in for an interview like you would for TSA pre-check. And I think you get it for the week. I think it's a really cool fun what? canteen pre-check let's
1: do it that that worries me jason jason that worries me and here's why it is known that the camper of the week award is notorious for being handed out to people who are injured and people who are homesick i think that if you incentivize being the camper of the week with canteen pre-check then you'll have a bunch of people just you know breaking their wrists and and crying because they want to get that candy right like that's an issue
2: well, historically, camper of the week. I think you have – so you have, like, six campers of the week. I don't think they do one the last week. You know, sometimes they're really good people. Sometimes, like you said, they're injured. Or sometimes, I mean, I just does it off the top of his head because he hadn't <laughs> thought of one previously. So, like, my year, the first week, he didn't really know anyone besides Greg Small, so he just gave it to Greg Small, which obviously was a questionable choice. Shout out to Greg. Um, We love you. But anyways – so, I Jason, think you sound salty about
1: that. You wanted it, that it, one.
2: I wanted it because I thought I got closer to my Man that first week. I really did, didn't know my name. I found out. Um, but I think it does incentivize good behavior. You know, I think people will do a lot for candy, and whether it be, you know, trying to act nicer, or I don't think people no one will break their wrist necessarily. But I think it's just an interesting idea to throw out there. But my rest hour activity is taps. I love the atmosphere. It's almost like, you know, you're playing street ball in the middle of, I don't want to say Harlem because Greylock, I'm not comparing Greylock to a low income neighborhood or whatever the case is, but you know, there's an a, there's, there's definitely a certain atmosphere where we, got, we, where we got the speakers out, you know, you're sitting, if you're not playing, you're sitting on the metal benches or the wooden benches on the other side of the court and you're just chilling and you're talking and you're waiting to play. And that atmosphere is just contagious. You know, you just want to stick there. And that's why people get so upset when, you know, third period comes along, you know, just like running a mile, you know, if you're on the normal track course, um. Four four laps is a mile, and the third lap is always the hardest and slowest mile. So let's segue that into period three. Josh, what is your period three?
1: Um, period three, I'm going with the toughest one, strength. Strength and conditioning. Mm. Um, you know, it's it's a controversial pick because period three, it's it's pretty hot by then. You know, the weather's not great for it. But honestly, you know – I'll take my water breaks. I'll take the air conditioning, and you know, go to work with the boys. Honestly, that—that's my period three. And yeah. how much does the person who's working at strength affect that? Is there oh, a big effect? A hundred percent, it matters. I mean, I had, well, my two years of being a junior and a senior, it was uh, Ramel was there, and he was he was a fun guy, and then Sean Tetro was there. Wait, don't forget Run um, Man, when Man I was Miles, a junior. Right, of course. Tyreed, he was Run there, Man right. Of course. All right, go um, ahead. Can't forget about him. But, yeah, I mean, Sean was uh, – he was intense. So I guess, you know, he kind of built a culture on the senior side of, you know, working hard and being in there every day trying to get better. But, but you know, when that culture came away from the weight room, it became kind of toxic, I'll be honest. but um, But being in there was definitely awesome. I mean, I, you know, learned how to work out with him. So – so, yeah, oh, that's my first. period three.
0: Yeah, how, um, about, how about you, Wes? My period three is sailing. Uh, I relate back to what Jason said about the third lap being the hardest part of the mile and the third period. I like to get out from my uh, office porch canteen time and just head down to the lake with the boys and just hop on some boats and hang out for a nice hour.
2: All right, I went with court one, and I, I know why would you do the hardest exhausting activity on your body when it's the hardest period you want to go to because, you know, whether you're at TAPS or chilling you don't want to leave, but I think it's what gets you going for period four. You know, a good court one workout can make your day. You know, it just feels good. It's like solving a math problem that you've been struggling with for a really long time, and then when you finally get that feeling of that you solved it, it feels really good. And I know that's really weird to compare court one to, but it is. And, you know, over the years, we've had Donnie, who's donnie is an absolute legend more recently we had rio run court one and that was fun and everyone enjoyed it rio is also a great coach and i think if you have the right people at court one in your division it can be really fun and it gives a feeling of i can't say the word but i'm going to try to camaraderie um so let's talk about period four
1: next um all right so period four this is going to be my yeah, an interesting period one. and uh and here's the reason why i think that one of the most fun things that you can do at camp, if you are friends with the people on athletic staff, who are almost always amazing people. Jim chooses his staff very wisely. If you can just go ride around with them and be friends with them, and you know, sing songs, whatever it is. If it's riding around with Jason Schnall, um, or you know, in my younger years, it was Zach Bernstein, and now Kobe Bernstein. Whoever it is, just playing music—that is so much fun to do. You know, provided they're not busy running some event, which they probably are. <laughs> they probably are, but if they're not, it's great to distract them. It's it's really great fun, honestly. That's all right, how um, about you guys? that's what it is. I
0: find that it's amazing that we both chose a skip.
1: For three. <laughs> wow, and really
0: I think that influence. our our reasoning is is very similar. Um, some of my favorite counselors on camp. I have at one time or another been on uh, gym staff and just hanging out with them, even when it's not on a golf cart, but when they're just on the quad picking up trash, talking or on their very rare time where they get to have a rest. It's just an, a, gr- a great time to hang out with them and hang out with your friends if they're not available. Uh, we just like to walk around, hang out on the quad, eat candy and just talk about what we've done that day.
1: All right. So hey, I by was, the way, hey, hang on ahead. one sec. Whoever's on athletics and is listening to this, by the way, if I didn't say your name, you still know who you are, okay? <laughs> Continue, right. Jason. You know who you are. Um, yeah. So,
2: period four. And I just want to say, even though I didn't choose a skip, I probably skipped more periods senior year than went. I don't know if that's the general consensus with most senior divisions. Um, But period four, Art, this is why – need to go to art period four not period or period and not period three it's very very important you go to art period four. first off you're sweating you're tired from whatever activity if you went to an intense one okay so you're tired Do you want to important you know jim talks about the renaissance man and to be a renaissance man you need to go to art now let's talk about who's running art cindy fucking quit okay she's been <laughs> at camp for 16 summers she is a graylock household name And I want to spend fourth period with Cindy Quay. Now, it goes farther than that. Now, look, at the end of every fourth period art class, you have to clean up, right? And you're like, oh, why would I want to clean up? Well, listen to this. In the back art room closet, don't try stealing it because she will catch you. I have tried. There are canteen candy bars filled to the brim. And if you clean up and she notices, you get a candy bar. And at the end of fourth period, you're probably hungry and you probably want to eat. And that's a great way to get a candy bar or two from Mrs. Cindy quit. That's why art is period four. Okay. Don't go period three because you won't get a candy bar. Now let's talk about breakfast. What is the ideal breakfast
1: meal for you, Joshua? You know what? French toast sticks, they get a bad rap, but I think that if you can get a good day where they're not too soggy and they're not too crunchy and they're consistent, you know what you're going to get with each one. I think French toast sticks, that's what you want for breakfast.
0: Um I want st- to I'm going to stick in that family but I'm going to go with um pancakes. <laughs> the pancakes at camp are probably my favorite meal that you can uh that you can get and I just think that going up around after around even if they only give you one but filling your plate 10 times is just it's just an amazing way to start the day in my opinion.
2: Okay. And I think see I think all the breakfast sucks here. Um I've never had an enjoyable breakfast except for, the formidable, except for the formidable fried dough, which seems to be losing um, time in the front of the dining hall because of weight concerns. Uh, we won't dive into that <laughs> too much, so I don't get yelled at. Um, but So I went with cereal. Look, the cereal is actually really important at Greylock. They, they plan it out. So the most popular cereal is Lucky Charms. That's my favorite cereal there. It's not great for you, but all the kids love it, and it goes out very quickly. So on the first two days of camp, they'll have it. And on the last two days of camp, they'll have it. Now, the in-between, it's my your guess is better than mine because I don't know how they distribute it. There's a calendar. I have yet to find it. I have tried. But the cereal is what I'm looking for. I'm sick of having those yellow puffs. Frosted Flakes is good, too, but it's not always out there. But I'm going to cereal. Josh, what's your
1: lunch? My lunch. Rookie day, rookie day, rookie day lunch. That's what I'm going with. It is absolutely fantastic. All these people are always hating on it. You know what? The mac and cheese is great the wings are usually edible and uh the cookies are great that's what i'm going with i mean it's really just unmatched
2: and did would you say the wings
1: were better this year than last year or what's what's the deal are they the same oh i mean i don't really know i don't remember i don't catalog you know and rate the wings from year to year but Uh, The food in general, I think, was better this past year than the year before. So, um, you know, I think that that's a general, that's a thing that people say in the first week of camp a lot. Hey, the food's actually pretty good this year. You know, then it kind of goes down from there. So, Uh, yeah, that's
2: definitely a common opening line. You know, it's not bad this year. And they do that on purpose. I think it's better. Um, Well, Well, yeah, yeah, because that's
1: that's when everybody writes letters home. So they need it to be good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. uh, Again, Josh, we are in agreement. Rookie day, rookie day, rookie day. That is my favorite lunch on camp. And Jason, I do think the Wings have gotten better over my five years at camp. And I think that this (laughs) last year, the Wings were at its highest level receiving a solid 8.5 out of 10 on my food rating.
2: See, I wouldn't give anything that high at Greylock an 8.5 out of 10. Um, (laughs) But I will say this, Chef Bob has returned. And I do think that is a big reason why the Wings have gotten better. He is also a big musician, guys. Shout out to Chef Bob. We love you. Um, And... I went with chicken fingers and fries. It's right. something – it's the most edible in my opinion, and I know it's boring, but it gets the job done. I'm satisfied. The fries are really not that bad, and the chicken nuggets are chicken nuggets. Like you're not going to dislike them unless they put like rice in it or whatever. So look, I, I like the chicken nuggets and fries. Let's go to dinner, Josh. What
1: what are we doing? Dinner. Every once in a while – and I'm not talking about banquet. That's special. But every once in a while, there will be an actually – like good steak they'll just make steak and they'll slice it up real thin are you kidding
2: me there's so much fat in that steak
1: oh but they come on we're talking about an ideal dinner here sometimes they make it nice like they'll make it real nice they slice it up nice and thin and you just keep on asking for more 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 and then and then they'll just pile it it on pile it on and it's absolutely fantastic that's what i'm going with
0: all right uh i'm going with a uh a cookout I know that my last two picks, my rookie day and then the cookout, have been pretty um, controversial but also pretty common picks. And I just think that um, even though we'll never have these two on the same day, but a, a cookout dinner, I just think that if maybe it's just getting out of the dining hall and hanging out with your friends on the grass and running around on the hill field, that may be just changing the taste for me. But I just think that those meals and getting that ice cream at the end and the entire environment is just a very enjoyable dinner.
2: Mm. All right, a so nightmare to clean with, up, though. It is a nightmare to clean up. Yeah, I went with the classic first day. This this actually I have memories of from my freshman year, which was my first summer camp. The Italian breadsticks meal where they have the chicken tender tenders, not fingers, tenders. They have the chicken tenders. The spaghetti is incredible. The garlic breadsticks. It hits the spot. It tastes so good. And it's actually a really good meal they put together. And I really enjoy it. So, yeah, you heard all of our meals. Let's move on to ideal temperature. We did a heat check article on this. I yes, went we with, did. I'll go first on this one. I went with 72. I don't like when the sun is out and it's boiling, but I also don't like when it's like longs and shorts. I don't like that at all. And I think 72 is the ideal temperature where everything is just perfect and it's going your way. Maybe you could make an argument for 73, but 72, sunny, no clouds, sun's out, gun's out. Let's do it. Josh, what do you do? Did we Did we choose
1: 72 in the article? Was that our topic? So I don't remember. I think it might have been 72 or 73. All right. I'll look that up while I'm giving my answer. Um, So right. I'm going to say what I'm going with here is it'll start – in the morning, off in around the 60s, like at a pretty chilly temperature, um, maybe even low 60s, because I want to head up to breakfast in like sweatpants and a sweatshirt and feel super cozy. That, that is my ideal breakfast, right? I, I need to feel cozy. I need to feel warm, comfortable. And the only way you can achieve that is having it cold outside and having layers on. But then by the time I get down for bunk cleanup which of course isn't really bunk cleanup it's just the time before first period um (laughs) i want to be able to shed those layers and by then it's you know it's gone from the 60s up into the low 70s hopefully you know the sun's out no clouds um and then i head up to hockey and there's some shade though right from the trees and and that's great i'll have hockey in sort of the low 70s right and then by the time it gets up to fourth period, which I'm skipping, and then rec swim, which hopefully I'm going to, it'll be really hot. It'll be like in the 80s, and and then of course it'll get back down into the nighttime. But that's my ideal temperature arc. Okay. Well,
0: um, I, I think what we have a pretty consistent we have a consensus around this group. My ideal temperature is 70 on the dot. Mm. Um, I didn't go into as much depth as Josh did. And picking for every meal and every period, but I just think that when you get a high of seventy and just like that as your average across the day, it's going to be a very uh, fun, and enjoyable day at camp. Right, so, uh, yeah,
1: Jason, yeah, go Jason, ahead. hang on. You're not going to like this. the uh, The temperature we chose was seventy three degrees Fahrenheit. Fuck that. Fuck that.
2: <laughs> well, we'll <laughs> do a we'll do we'll do a redacted one. We, we can do an edit. Yeah, don't worry. Um, evening activity. Wayo, we'll go with you first. this ten. What is the
1: premier I just, activity?
0: I went with quad hangouts. Now, I know that it's not going to make Jim uh, happy. I yeah, hate that. Boring.
1: Balter. So boring.
0: But um, I just, I really enjoy by the time that you get out of dinner until the end of the day, just hanging out with your friends, hitting ping pong, playing taps, just hanging out, walking around, maybe even some tennis going on, and just relaxing before you have to shower. Um, this summer, I actually didn't participate in too many a- even activities because there was not many. Thank you, OJ and D Mark. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's just how I would like to spend my uh, evening. All
2: right, I'll go next for this one. So I went with the simple but classic: capture the flag on the North Field. Few reasons why. First off,
0: no, div- who, no, booze. division chemistry.
2: <laughs> I think going for a common goal, like in red and gray, it promotes chemistry within the division. And people like each other more, however you want to break it down. It's also fun. It's sort of like a mini six activity. you know I want to get that blast of energy out one more time after dinner, and I think it's a great way to do it and when you're on the north field, it's just a cool flex. The North field is pretty cool, it's underrated, but you know overview overarching on the top uh the junior side basketball courts, I think yeah that's yeah okay and...
1: yeah, uh, yeah, you're up. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Cut out for a sec. Uh, Yeah. So I'm going to go with um, we're going on the North field and we're going to play Chaos Tag. Um, And for those of you who don't know what it is, it is a fantastic game of tag where everybody is it. And if you get tagged, you sit down, you follow the person that tagged you. And if they get tagged, then you stand back up and you're back in the game. It's great. It's a fun way to get everybody involved. And it's just one of my favorites.
2: All right. So I think the next thing I want to go with is quality time in the bunk. How much time would you prefer to spend in the bunk? a day? Okay, I'll go first on this one. So, cause I haven't gone first yet, or maybe I have, I don't know, but I'd like to go first. So I think the quality time in the bunk should be at night. You know, during the day you're in and out, rest hour you're not really, most people aren't in the bunk unless they're like my bunk and they just want to play poker all day. But for the most, for most bunks, You know, you're not really together till night. And I think screwing with the ODs or whatever the case is, I think that's the quality time in the bunk at nighttime. So that's what I went with.
1: Um, Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. I think that nighttime is great for quality time with the bunk. But if you have too much time during the day in the bunk, I mean, unfortunately, these days, it, it just gets eaten up by, you know, playing poker and playing blackjack and whatever it is. And I'm sure that that's great and fun, except for when people, you know, go down two hundred dollars and i never played those games so it was never really all that fun for me right so um i think it's a lot more important during the day to be outside of the bunk at least you know hanging out on the quad playing stickball playing taps or whatever and then at night that's when you get your cards against humanity that's when you get you know your poker fix if you really need it um so yeah i totally agree with you
0: um yeah i think that nighttime is a very important time and that probably is the most significant bunk time but I also think that during the day in between all your activities in between your meals in between just the chaos of the day if you get a few moments in the bunk where you just have a couple of your best friends there and you can just talk five ten minutes if you want to go out for half your rest hour and come back in and just talk and eat candy and just hang out I think that's also going to be a very important uh time in your camp life and uh, really boost your summer
2: okay well I want to finish with this. Actually, before we do that, screwing with the ODs. So I think screwing with the ODs can be if your bunk's having issues, you know, getting along. I think that's a great way to promote bunk chemistry. I've had some infamous OD moments with Clueston Challenger, Doctor Challenger, whatever you want to call his alter ego, and I think it really does promote friendship, even if you're getting in trouble. And as a counselor, if they need to screw with the OD. It's for the greater good, for the most part. There's obviously some individual heinous acts that we could talk about. How do we feel about screwing with the ODs and its purpose?
0: Um, I think that it is a very, very important part of the culture on camp. <laughs> and that if I, – I mean, I've only spent one summer on senior side, but I think that going along with what I said about having the important time at night, um, just, yeah, messing with your ODs, having fun, and screwing around with your friends can be a great time. Um, I've had a couple of hysterical moments in my uh, over the last summer with the OD. And I just think that at the end of the night when we were all talking about it at 11, at 12, we, just, we were all happy. And we were just thinking about what a great night we had just had. Those are and the memories. What... Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, some of the most fun nights are just when you're messing with the OD and getting in trouble. But, I mean... You know me, I'm not really the one instigating that most of the time, but I do have a lot of fun with it when it does happen.
0: No, um, yeah. I remember,
1: yeah, I mean, one time, uh, shout out to Paul Casimir, if you're listening, you're definitely not, but if you are, um, he was the OD for my bunk when I was a junior in, in bunk Syracuse, and he was in love with Batman. That was just his favorite <laughs> comic book, his favorite series. Shout so out Batman. Yeah, shout out to Batman if you're listening. Um, so what we did was we like made a paper cutout, or a, it might have been wood even, like we made it an art or something. We had a, a cutout of Batman so that we would shine the light, and it would create that Batman light <laughs> on the wall. <laughs> and then we would just mess with him with the flashlight. It That's incredible. So yeah, yeah, I feel like great.
2: I feel like, look, if I'm the OD... I don't want to just be sitting there. It's buggy out. You know, Chloe had the infamous tennis racket, uh, mosquito chopper, or whatever you want to call it. And, um, and I think that if I'm an OD, you know what? I like a little action. Let's have a little fun. I like when kids misbehave. You know, it's fun. I don't want to just sit there. I mean, I guess some do, but you know, when you have like a really scary OD like Grayson, there's just, there's just something in the air that screams, let's screw with him. Um, anyways, the last topic I want to cover is, what is the ideal number of interactions you'd like to have with an inter- with a uh, director per day?
1: Um, I'll, go well, last,
2: I'll go first.
1: All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll go. Um, so let's see. I mean, it's a given that anytime you're walking into the dining hall, you're going to have an interaction with Lucas Horn. Um, he's going to say, fine, fine day. How are you? Backenberry, How are we doing? Um, and that's great. That's a given. It'll be a good time. You'll have a quick conversation have a couple laughs and then that's fine. Uh, with Jim, it's an absolutely different story. You never know <laughs> what you're going to get with Jim. You know, if it's a sarcastic comment, I can only handle one or two of those a day. And that's because if he says something and I don't really know what he means by it, you know, some joke or some, you know, he's poking fun at me, I will think about that for the rest of the day trying to, mm. you know, figure out what does he mean by that? What is he? And the worst part is I know that he doesn't think about it at all for the rest of the day. Like it means nothing to him, what he just said. And I'm just thinking about, Oh my God, wait, does, does he not like me? Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm like the clingy boyfriend in in our relationship with Jim. Um, so
2: I think like Mean Girls, kids. right? Like the yeah. 2000, well, yeah. Jim yeah. is Regina George. Um, all right. <laughs> um, Wayo, you're up.
0: Uh, I think that uh, time with with the directors during your regular camp days just is just very, very important and uh, can really improve your relationship with the counselors, with everyone at camp and just make camp more fun for you. I think that, yeah, I think that seeing them is um, very important and that uh, seeing Lucas more than outside of the dining hall is very important. If you're walking by the office, if you're walking by the um, waterfront where you can, see him a bunch of the time, just going over to him, talking to him, asking him how he's doing is just a great way to uh, build your relationship with him and to improve your time. And um, to go into also what Box said about Jim. I, um, I absolutely love Jim. And I think that he is um, one of the most hysterical people I know and that just getting your daily amount of uh, laughter and jokes from him is very important if you know what they mean or not, and not only by yourself, but just try to spend time with them and hear them poke fun at your friends and other people and just, yeah, spend that quality time with them.
2: Yeah, so I'll preface this with this. So Jim Mason is sort of like Bill Belichick when you're interviewing him. If you interview Belichick and you ask him stupid questions, you know, like – is, is Tom Brady doing this? Level? He, he's not going to give you a real answer. But if you talk to him about something he really loves, like for Belichick, it's football and for Jim, it's Greylock. He will give you an in-depth five minute answer to one question. Now, I will say this. I don't ask Jim any of those questions about Greylock because I just don't care simply about it's history. But what I do care about is screwing, is screwing, is screwing with Jim to the ultimate degree. Now you got to be careful with this because he can get really upset really easily. He's sort of like a patient at a mental asylum. You don't know what you're gonna get. Um, so whether shout that shout out to Jim, by the way. Yeah, we love the yammers. So whether that be commenting on his shorts, you know, because Lubo and I, it was a project with us, you know, trying to get him to—he was rocking the eleven inches below his knee the entire summer. It was the most ridiculous thing. He looked like. Who bought his stuff at a Goodwill store or whatever. I mean, I don't know. Anyways, but you just got to be careful what you say. But I love interacting with your be the, the prime time for Jim is 3 a.m. You know, he I wants agree. to go to bed. He's extremely irritated, but he wants to talk to someone while he does his work. And that's when you get his free flow of thought, stream of consciousness. And it's prime Jim time. So 3 a.m., if you can stay up for it, it's classic. It's Amazing, you'll love it now. Lucas, I don't think Lucas remembers any interactions he has with any of the campers. So if he goes Bach and Barry or Fine Fine Day, unless I don't think he remembers this, I think he just it's like a robotic response almost like somebody's in there <laughs> clicking buttons, bock, bock, yeah, Larry. it's possible. <laughs> it's definitely possible. Now, the one person we didn't talk about is MRM Michael Marcus, and the reason why I don't think we mentioned him is because we don't see him a lot on senior yeah, side he's, be- he's behind the scenes he's behind the scenes but he's not behind the scenes because you know when he walks out especially the first week or two of camp all the counselors like especially the foreign counselors and the new guys are like who is this guy we haven't seen him once during orientation so there's a mystery behind it and I think he sort of likes that but um so yeah I think my ideal interaction if I was to make a number would be nine but that's just an approximation. So I'll, I'll say nine. Well, you guys gave unquantifiable. Uh, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I actually had a number. Written and I decided to not go with it, but my number was six, so.
1: Okay. And Bach? Um, you know, I guess six. I'll agree with six, but I do want to add on to what I said before. I think one more gym interaction would be, and you know what? i'll restart if if i could integrate the directors perfectly into my schedule that i already have i would go to Rex swim on a hot day with lucas because he is so much fun at Rex swim that he is very like, true he I like agree. teaches the traveling coaches how to dive i mean that was that was a fun out. one he like goes on the paddle boards and they sink because he goes on a paddle board main for like a nine-year-old <laughs> um and then later on we were discussing before about um Having quality time with the bunk at night. If you in, j- invite Jim to your bunk at night, that is when oh he gosh. will just tell prime tons time. of funny stories. I mean, yeah, that's prime time. And he'll also that's... roast
2: the shit out. also roast the shit out of everybody
1: Yeah, yeah. So you got to be able to take it, but he takes it too. Yeah, that's so okay.
2: Um, yeah. All right. So I know. I think we finished right on schedule. We got to get we had to get Josh out at two fifteen. It's two ten, so we'll leave this last portion as I said to Reese. Listen to my podcast, by the or the Greylock Key Check podcast. They're really good. Um, and at the end of each podcast, because we do have a lot of I mean, this is not like me repeating a joke, okay? We have a lot of state governors. We have a lot of elected officials. It's a bureaucracy over here, and they all have something to plug. Whether it be healthcare, like I was telling Reese, or you know a new playground. Josh, do you have anything to plug before
1: you leave? Um let's see uh i have to plug my uh my writing at shsmaroon.org that is my school magazine slash website yeah that's that's what i'm plugging you go to the staff page click on my face and uh and you know take your pick that's my plug and uh leo anything to plug
0: um i want to plug the album dropping um october 27th mm. is the chronicles of low volume one mm. it's gonna be a 13 track album uh we only have five recorded now we're hitting the studio every day getting that grind in want to make sure you guys download that on apple music and listen right away
2: all right there you have it this is fun guys talk soon see ya, see ya. thanks for having us